0: I'm so happy that you're with me today as we're closing out our study of some of the great psalms. I want to close out with Psalm 145, which is really a guide to praising God. It's one purpose, as it has been written by David, was to praise God and to guide us in praising God. And in fact, the last six psalms are praise psalms. They focus primarily on praising God. And that's one of the things we'll do a lot in heaven is praise God. So we need to learn how to do it here on earth. And if God's the center of your life, you must praise him. You have to express gratitude to him. I know my wife and I, as we've gotten older, our gratitude and our praise for God has gotten greater because we realize how much we how much we need him, how much he's blessed our lives and guided our lives, and it's just a joy to praise him. Uh, first of all, in this psalm, he He guides us to when to praise God. In Psalm 145.1, the psalmist said, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. He says, first of all, that he's going to praise God forever and ever. And he's not going to ever stop praising God. It's, it's going to be the settled practice of his life to praise God, to give God glory, to honor God with praise. And that should be the same for us. The psalmist said in another place, seven times a day, I will praise God. He set aside seven different times during the day to stop and just praise God. And we need to do the same. We need to praise him in the morning when we get up. We need to praise him in the morning when we're working. We need to praise him at noon. We need to praise him in the afternoon. We need to praise him in the evening. We need to praise him before we go to bed. Every day we need to praise him. And that's not, not only does the psalmist say forever I'm going to praise God. He says every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This day I'm going to praise God. This day I'm going to glorify him, whatever my circumstances are. But also, he guides us to what to praise God for. He says we are to praise him for who he is. In verse 3, he says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. You see, the greatness of God we've been talking about this week In other psalms, but here again, it is pictured for us what a mighty God we serve and how we need to recognize how good and great he is. When I was a little kid, my parents taught me to pray, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food. But you know, there's a profound truth in that prayer. God is great and God is good. He's only great if he's good and he's only good if he's great. And that's the kind of God we serve. The psalmist goes on to say that this God of his is a mighty God. Verse 4, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. You see, we can tell of the mighty acts of God all the way back to the children of Israel, all the way back to creation. But we can also tell of the mighty acts of God in our own personal lives. He has worked in our lives. He has brought to pass great things in our lives. And when we talk about the mightiness of God, and the Hebrew word has the idea of valor and courage, and that's what God has. He's the God of courage, and that's what he wants to infuse into us. He wants to take our discourage away and gives us courage so we can stand before him and walk with him. Isaiah used this to describe God, and he called him a mighty God, and He's also the God of splendor. Verse 5 says, we this, we speak of the glorious splendor of his majesty, the splendor of God's majesty. Uh, those are words that we don't use very much, splendor and majesty, but that's what God is, and that's what he deserves, and he is a God that deserves it because he is uniquely amazing and we can reveal he's also good, verse 7 and verse 9 say he's good, that he's morally good, that in every way he's good. That's why every good and every perfect gift is from above because only God can give that which is good even when God disciplines us and allows things into our lives. He is working for our good. That's why Romans eight twenty eight says that God works all things together for good to those that love him and are the called according to his purpose. But he's also righteous. He never does wrong. He always does right. And that's why all through the Psalms in verse 7 and verse 17, he talks about his righteousness. Malachi called him the son, S-U-N, the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. And that's a beautiful picture of God. But also we see what he does. He is gracious and compassionate, verse 8, slow to anger and rich in love. You see, we have a God who not only has all this power and splendor and majesty and righteousness and perfectness, but he's a God of compassion. He's a God who loves us and cares about us. Jeremiah wrote in in, uh, Lamentations 3, because because of God's great love, we're not consumed for his compassion never fails. His compassions are new every morning. Think of the compassion that he has toward you. Even when Jesus saw the people in Jerusalem, he was moved with compassion for their needs and how he knew they could be met in him. And we can claim his promises. The Bible says he lifts up the fallen in verse 14. And, and the Bible talks about how he is so approachable and we can come to him and bring our needs to him and seek his face and he will meet us at the point of our need. He protects us, verse 20 Describes how he watches over all who are his, and all the wicked he will destroy. He cares about us. He watches us. He 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 will build a circle of protection around us. And also this psalm this guides us to whom we should we should praise God. Who should praise God? All his faithful followers. Verse ten and eleven. Listen to what it says in verse ten. All your works praise you, God. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. So he says God's people, God's faithful followers are the ones who are to praise him. Nobody else will. Nobody else appreciates him. They just question him and doubt him and reject him and refuse him. But we who are his people can do that. And notice, if you will, what happens when we do. For the scripture says... They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. It's when we praise him and tell about his greatness that other people begin to see that too and rejoice in that too. He closes uh, out this psalm like he started all the way through. He uses a personal attitude of I praise, I declare, I glorify. And that's what we're to do. Praise God today. Praise him every time you every time you think about anything as in the way of a problem or a need or a burden or anything that crosses your mind. Praise Him that He's working. Praise Him that He loves you. Praise Him that He's going to see you through today. God bless you. Have a great day.